Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 5. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be, The Lord Did It. The Lord Did It. I love one these chapters that are coming up right now because this is one of the most fun times in the life of David. Now, not easy. He's still having to fight a whole bunch of battles, but the Lord is with him, and these amazing things are happening. But watch what's going to happen in the middle of this chapter as all this stuff is happening, all these victories are happening. But look who David is constantly giving the glory to and see if that will give us a pattern for us to follow in our lives. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. Also, on the Facebook group, make sure that you are going there. Bible breakdown discussion and leaving for us some comments about what you are discovering in God's Word. There's so many things in these chapters we just simply don't have time to cover, and I want to hear from you what you find, because the more we dig, the more we find. And that is definitely true in 2 Samuel. Well, if you got your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to 2 Samuel chapter 5, we're going to see how David just starts to take over. And it's just a, a wonderful time in the nation of Israel. And I love this, this chapter. And if you remember, the overall idea of 2 Samuel is God qualifies the called. All through 1 Samuel, if you remember, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel were originally written as one big book. And as we're going through that, in the first half, we see David as a young man. He's fighting Goliath. He's being betrayed by Saul, and he's still going out and trying to win. And then he's going, he's hiding in caves. And all along the way, God is forming him and shaping him. And just like those five smooth stones that he got out of that brook all those years ago to fight Goliath, God is slowly molding him and making him over time into the man of God that will be king. Well, God qualifies the called, and he is now qualifying him to be the greatest king in Israel. Because, I mean, by the way, even now, you know, in 1948, when Israel became a nation, they have the star of David. <laughs> David still has a massive influence over the Israelite nation some 4,000 years later. That's what a great king David was. So we're going to see him today as he becomes king. He takes over Jerusalem, which will become his capital, and is still the capital today. And we will find what God is doing. Well, technically, capital is Tel Aviv, but it is the religious capital of the Jewish nation. So let's dive into this, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 1, and let's watch what happens in God's Word. Verse 1, Then all the tribes of Israel went to David at Hebron and told him, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, when Saul was our king, we were the one who, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord told you, You will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be Israel's leader. So there at Hebron, King David made a covenant before the Lord and all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in all. He reigned over Judah from Hebron for seven years and six months, and then from Jerusalem he reigned over all of Israel and Judah for 33 years. David then led his men to Jerusalem to fight against the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land living there. The Jebusites taunted David and saying, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and the lame could keep you out. 
For the Jebusites thought they were safe. But David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. One day, on the day of attack, David said to his troops, I hate those lame and blind Jebusites. Whoever attacks them should strike uh, wait, whoever attacks them should strike by going in through the city under the water tunnels. Now, pause for a second. The water tunnels were exactly what you think of. And a stronghold in a fortress like that, they would have different water tunnels that would come in and out of the city so that if a siege were to happen, they could still get access to water. So what David is saying, you have to sneak up these water tunnels, and that's how you would get in the city from underneath. All right, that is the original uh, origin of the saying, the blind and the lame may not enter the house. Verse 9, so David made the fortress his home, and they called the city the city of David. He extended the city, starting at the support terraces and working inward. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord, the God of heaven's armies, was with him. Then King Haram of Tyre sent messengers to David, along with cedar timbers and carpenters and stonemasons, and they built David a palace. David realized that the Lord had confirmed him as king over Israel and had blessed his kingdom for the sake of his people, Israel. After moving from Hebron to Jerusalem, David married more concubines and wives and had more sons and daughters. These are the names of David's sons who were born to him in Jerusalem. Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Eshua, Nepheg, Jephiah, Elishema, Elidia, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told that they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, Should I go up and fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied, Ah, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. So David went to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named the place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there, and David and his men confiscated them. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of Rephaim. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, encircle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear the sound like marching of feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on the alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So as you can see, God is partnering with him, and he's having these great victories. And what God is doing is he is helping him take the next step, and David is giving the Lord the victory. This is the kind of partnership that God wants all of us to have with him. That's why I think it's so important to see what David is doing. As David is getting ready to go into battle, he's praying and he's asking the Lord, Lord, will you be with me? Will you help me today? And then he's taking the next step. And then when God does something, he is quick to give God all the victory. Can I tell you, someone challenged me with this, and I want to leave you with this today. And that is that this person said, what would it look like in your life if for 30 days, every day when you got up, you took a few moments, you know, aside from your normal prayer time, and you just said, God, will you be with me today? Will you guide me through every open door? And he said, take a moment. If you have, 
you know, a certain thing going on at work or you have a certain meeting you have to have or a doctor's appointment or whatever it is you have to have, just say those really quickly. Lord, will you be with me today? And then just trust the Lord to open those doors. And he said, just see what would happen if you start your day like that. Well, can I tell you what would happen? I started to notice the hand of God moving more in my life. He was already moving. I just started to notice it more. I started to notice the conversations that would happen I wasn't prepared for. I'd notice how God would, would warn me sometimes about certain things. Maybe go this way instead of that way. Or, or I can't tell you how many times I would be reading my Bible and a verse would stick out in my mind. And then when I would go through the day, I would have an opportunity to share that verse with somebody else. Just when I became more aware of the partnership that I was having with God, that God was leading me and I was giving him the glory. So I want to challenge you with this. What would it look like if tomorrow morning you got up and you said, God, would you be with me today in my doctor's appointment, in my work appointment, when I meet with my boss, when I try to meet with my, my, my wife and my kids at the end of the day or my husband and my kids or, or my, my schoolwork or my friends or whatever. Would you be with me today? And just watch the Lord and keep your eye open for him. And when he does something amazing in your life, give him victory. Give him the glory for the victory he has done and watch what happens. I think you'll be surprised to see that God is so much more active in our lives than we sometimes realize. But when we start asking him and then we start celebrating him, we'll be surprised to see that God is actually moving everywhere in our life. We just have to have the eyes to see. Because when the Lord is with you, man, he's going to do great things. And you have been called and he wants to qualify you to do exactly what he needs done in your world. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are with us and you're for us. My prayer today, God, is that you will help us to constantly be aware of you, to make you part of our daily conversation. And as you move in our life, to trust you, God, to do all that you want to do in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, remember the promise that God gave David in 2 Samuel chapter 6 when he said, Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. That's the kind of covenant God wants to make with you. He doesn't want to partner with you now alone. He wants to have an eternal covenant with you. God has gifted you, and he is qualifying you to do great things for him. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 2 Samuel chapter 6.